Hello there. So I'm back with uh, this week's Raw Review. It's the Raw on the night after TLC. And um, well, the show kicked off with uh, Charlotte Flair from it, which kind of makes sense because she like, made her return at TLC, so you know, kicking off with the returning star and things. But you know, as we all, a lot of us sort of thought might happen, Charlotte ended up being the mystery partner, ended up winning the tag titles last year. So, you know, here, here's the thing, right? Two months worth of Lana getting put through a table. The, what was the end game? Charlotte comes back and wins a title. Okay. But I, I don't want to sound like a smart or anything, because, you know, I like Charlotte. Charlotte is a good talent. There's no doubt about that. And I like Charlotte. She, she has a... I, I do like her, but... This is getting ridiculous now. The, the only reason for any type of rationale behind this type of push for her is either A, she's a ratings draw, and to be fair, after she won the Royal Rumble and was like advertised for NXT, the ratings actually went down for NXT and the ratings were fucking shit beforehand, so that proves she's not a draw for that. Uh, or B, she sells off the shit ton of merch. And when you think about it, I've never, when you look in the crowds, do you ever see anyone with Charlotte t-shirts on? When, when the crowds were there, obviously not nowadays, but when the crowds were there, do you ever see anyone with a Charlotte t-shirt on? No, you don't. <laughs> and, and whenever I go to a WWE shop, she, her merch is never on the front page. So, you know, she's not a merch mover from the sounds of things, so, you know, whatever. But uh, she comes out because of promo, Asuka comes out now. And here's the thing though, if Charlotte gets accused of being overpushed, so should Asuka, because Asuka gets a free ride from the smarts. And it's starting to really fucking annoy me actually. Because, let's, let's be real, Asuka, like, let's, let's take a look at Asuka. Asuka won every match for two years straight from NXT to go into the main roster. Uh, wins the first ever Women's Royal Rumble, despite not even proving herself to be an over on the main roster. Um, she's been a champion for almost non-stop through 2020, the odd month here or there. But she's been high held the title for almost the whole of 2020 and now holds two fucking titles, but she never gets accused of being overpushed. And this whole Alaska does her promos and all that shit. And this whole ask of trying to be funny, like it was vaguely amusing about a year ago, but now we're at the end of 2020, like this, this shit's overplayed, it's not funny, it's stupid, it's fucking annoying, it needs to end, it's not drawing, who fucking cares, ask is annoying, uh, and there, that's it, end of story. But I, 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 here's the sad thing, you know this is this is going towards Asuka versus Charlotte at WrestleMania, it is, it just is. Anyone with half a brain can see or something like that. So, look, the, the end game here is Charlotte takes the title off Asuka. They're gonna like fall out during this whole tag title reign. It, it's so obvious. They're either gonna drag that. They're gonna drag this out to WrestleMania, aren't they? The most boring thing possible. I mean, if they if they kind of sped up and did a did something like toward Rumble, fine. But you know. It's going to be Charlotte and Asuka, part 7000 at WrestleMania. Wow, and all the smarts are like, wow, what an amazing match. It's like, no, no one cares. 
you can't do nothing here at this point, but there you go, it is what it is. But yeah, uh, after this, you've got like uh, Nia Jax comes out, and with uh, Shina Baszler, they come out, do their shit rules. I will say one thing, Nia did this thing, taking the piss out of Charlotte's robotic rules, which is which is fine, it's actually quite funny. But at the end of the day, when you think about oh, Nia Jax, oh Nia Jax, rules are suddenly valid, they're always like, eh, hey, hey. So uh, Nia Jax is the last person taking the piss out of anyone's voice, I promise. And speaking of voices, you've got Shayna Baszler going out about Season's beatings, haha! Uh, it's like Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas War. Then you've got uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke come out. And you've got uh, Dana Brooke said something about reindeers or some shit like that. It's like, seriously, what is this? It's nice to see Mandy and that, but uh, whatever. And then they have a boring match. It's like Mandy and Dana versus Nye and Shea. Born as fuck match, Shayna makes Dana tap. So Mandy's first match back after injury is her team losing, whatever. At least she didn't do the job, but uh, she'll probably do some sort of job next week, so it's not as if she's going to get protected or anything, so whatever. It is what it is. And you've got Asuka and Charlotte and Coventry boring the shit out of everybody. This was shit. End of story. Up next, you've got the hurt business. And it, honestly, the, the hurt business out. Right, here's the thing about that. MVP, great talker. He is, he's a really good talker, so him having his own stable doing the talker for him. The idea behind this is quite solid actually. But then you give the stick to Bobby Lashley, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, neither of them can talk with the shit. This segment was born this fuck. And I'll be honest with you, and you know like the hunt business won the tag titles at TLC and, and good for them. Whatever. I've got no problem with that, but people are raving about all oh, the heart business is a great fashion. Is it? Is it really? Because I've seen nothing great about this. Honestly, they're doing these stupid backstage segments. I forgot to mention this in my review last week. Last week they were like pouring milk on some boy backstage and then they were like bullying some guy because he had a new day t-shirt. I mean, this is shit. Look at this, this faction. I see nothing special in this. This ain't gonna draw any money. Who gives a fuck? This is garbage. And speaking of garbage, you've got Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy coming. Matt Riddle is just annoying as fuck. Just, just unbearable. You've got Jeff Hardy. Who gives Jeff Hardy a live mic? Jeff Hardy has never been a good promo. Jeff Hardy is overrated as fuck. And I see people saying, oh well, Jeff Hardy should be in the world title picture. Why? Why? He's an overrated spot monkey. He always has been, he always will be. You know this, oh, Jeff Hardy's great on you, so charismatic, really. Name a great Jeff Hardy promo. You can't, because he's shit. End of story. This segment was shit. This was terrible. End of story. Yeah, up next, Angel Garza versus uh, Drew Gulak. The match was only like two minutes, but whatever. No one gave a fuck. It is what it is. At least they had the little thing where, like, backstage in the interview, Garza was giving Sarah Schneider a little the rules and everything like that, Shane Fender fought and all that. Apparently they were doing that months back when for him and Charlie Cruz you know what, at least they're trying, at least there's some sort of character there. I mean, will it go anywhere? No. So whatever. But after this, well maybe he's got promise, but it'll go nowhere, so who cares. After this, you've then got Miz TV, you've got the Miz. Um, 
and then he's just down with the guests and things like that. He, apparently, he has cashed in money in the bank at TLC. So I, I never seen TLC, but you know, I know the results and everything like that. But uh, I, I would say that's at least that's interesting. You, you like catch it in June, a ladder match. I mean, that's different. Not being, I've never heard of that happening before. So that's something different, I suppose. He cut a great promo when he was like doing the promo. Uh, it was quite passionate. So this is great in the mic. He is. He is great in the mic. So he was starting to save the show somewhat, and then they done some shit about putting a graphic up that's going to be AJ Styles could be in Marine Seven. And then it starts to go on funny comedy and it was just shit. And then Drew McIntyre came out and we're all taking a piss out of like bad promos and they all have scripted lines of things. He was literally reading the thing off a bit of paper and, and they were actually following up that awful night nightmare before night before TLC thing last week and they were actually following that up and doing a follow up on it and then you had Shayna show up then you had Keith Lee show up doing his god awful line delivery like oh I talk like this all the time it's like oh, for fuck's sake this segment was awful you hear a bit like USA Nightmare Network apparently want edgy content and and then you get this childish shit, and it was childish shit in the opening segment. It's just terrible. Just unwatchable. Just awful. Anyway, and we've got else, what else did we have in the show? Oh, oh yeah. And then we had like, Seamus bumped into, Keith Lee bumped into Seamus, it'll set up something exciting for the main event. Ooh, can't wait. I don't know. Anyway, we also had um, later on, um, we had. Um, Elias out there with um, Jackson Ryder, and it's, so now we're at it. Well, Jackson's I mean, meant to be his bodyguard. So Elias, and now doesn't he doesn't even get to attempt to do his song before someone interrupts him. That's how low his stock is at the moment. Someone from the witch house, the house party comes out, gets squashed by Jackson Ryder. Who cares? This was shit. No one cared. At least one. You know what? This guy, Jack uh, Sarkin, was a what, gunner in TNA. At least he's got a job now. So, cancel culture didn't work on this guy. So, fair enough. Fair enough. That's, that's the only good thing that comes of this. Uh, there was also, what was it, Ricochet versus T Bar, or T Bag, or whatever the fuck he's called, from um, the Division uh, T Bar 1. Who cares? It's just, honestly, who fucking cares about this shit? Just. What a pish. No one cares. No one I think cares quite literally. So fucking bad. And then, speaking of so fucking bad, tag match. Lashley and MVP versus Jeff Hardy and Riddle. Uh, Lashley wins by putting the heart lock on Jeff Hardy, whatever. Who cares? This was boring as fuck. For the first two hours of the show, what atrocious. Just like the whole three hours of last week there. Salvation came at the start of the third hour when you put like Randy Orton comes out and that, the only thing I've seen for TLC was the uh, the Fiend versus Randy Orton match. That was the only match I seen. Uh, I seen the like the is it the edit highlights on YouTube. And we all I think we all know what happened, Orton said if it set the fiend on fire. But, and then Orton cut that cut is great though. Orton is the absolute best wrestler after twenty twenty. He has had a great year. Fantastic, he's absolutely nailed it. 
Queen is brilliant, yeah. Uh, but when the lights start going out, you think, oh no, they're bringing the Queen back already, they're gonna just ruin it. But no, this was actually great. When the lights came up, it was Alexa. Alexa's back, so that was awesome. Awesome to see Alexa back. Fantastic. Yeah, she had the little the uh, a swing set there and she called calling it Alexa's playground she was doing all these great little puns as well but bonding as well so nah she was great here absolutely brilliant that, this girl's an amazing actress so it's great that one of the reasons why she was missing is because she was away filming Punky Brewster's doing a TV show you know what the more she does it so the rest of bubble the better because the worst thing is she's doing this great work in front of a regular audience. And honestly, she should be seen by more people outside the wrestling, but outside the fucking nightmare, she only cared about wrestling. We had people yesterday going out when the fiend got set fire saying, Well, Alexa can't do anything else. There's, there's nothing left. There's, there's tons of possibilities of what you could do with Alexa. You could have her host the Firefly Funhouse on her own until Bray gets back. There are, so you can have a, have a seance with the puppets to get them back. There's tons you can do with her. And she absolutely knew it. She was brilliant in this segment. Orton was great. Loved the segment. This was proper pro wrestling. I love this. This was great. After this you had Pete Royce and Lacey Evans versus uh, Charlotte and Asuka non-title tag match. You know what, at least Lacey Evans and Pete are getting on TV now. Two great looking charismatic women, that's good to see. Uh, the, the team between these two is put together half-heartedly, but it's, it's kind of pointless, but they're doing the best they can, right? They should be doing so much better with Lacey, especially at this, this point in time. And, and Peyton's good, I, I do like Lacey. There's a lot to like about Peyton Ross. Apparently she beat like Nikki Cross on the event a couple of weeks ago, which is good. You know, I notice how Alexa, after Alexa beats Nikki Cross and that was sort of blow thing a few weeks ago, Raw, Nikki Cross hasn't been on Raw since then. You know what? Good. That's what that basically tells you all you need to know about how that tag team was weighing Alexa down. But, um, on getting off topic there. But, you know, yeah, pretty much, there's a lot to like to do. And she had to change what is it, I know. She took the lot, she packed it to Charlotte, but I mean, she, she had a good bit of work into this match, really good, so, fair enough. And then we had the main event, it was meant to be a street fight, but it was one of these stupid Christmas street fights, it was through Seamus and Keith Lee versus Ms. Morrison and the AJ Styles. This was shit, it was boring, it was childish, she had like Styles and Griffin going at every end, put on garbage. People pins Ms. And then after it, Seamus broke it. People suppose they're going to shut up some sort of thing like Kiki versus Seamus and Alan Bar one contenders match. And then you'll get Seamus and Drew at the Rumble. I just, that's just what Kiki's thought. Not going after the WWE title at WrestleMania as rumoured because that would be awful because Kiki does nothing special. Yeah, there's just nothing at all. But you know what? This show was mostly, mostly absolutely terrible. Getting a good tag match and a great segment where Orton and Alexa but uh, that's all the only things to take away from us. I was not going to bother reviewing next week. I'm, I, when I was thinking like Alexa's probably not coming back until she popped up there, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. That, that was great. It was great to see her. So I might review next week.
Well, we'll see you anyway. Right, anyway, thanks very much for your listen and good luck.